are listening to the American Truth Project podcast. Challenge you on, on one of the statements that you made in the tail end of the campaign uh, in, in the midterms. That here, this, here we go. That, well, if Let's you don't go. mind, Let's Mr. President, that this caravan was an invasion. As you know, well, I, Mr. President, I consider it to be an as invasion. As you know, Mr. President, the caravan was not an invasion. It's a, it's a, a group of migrants moving up from Central America towards the border with the U.S. Thank you for telling and me that. Uh, why, why, did you, why did you characterize it as such? Uh, because I consider it an invasion. You and I have a difference of opinion. But do you think that you demonized immigrants not in this election no, to try to keep... Them, I want them to come into the country, but they have to come in legally. You know, they have to come in, Jim, through a process. I want it to be a process. And I want people to come in, and we need right. the people. Your you know, campaign... Wait, your campaign. Wait, wait. You know why we need the people, don't you? Because we have hundreds of companies moving in. We need the people. Right. But your campaign had an ad showing migrants climbing over walls and well, so that's on. True. It poor, it, but they it, weren't it, actors. They're not going to be doing they that. They weren't actors. Well, no, it's true. Do you think they were actors? They weren't actors. They didn't come from Hollywood. Right. These, were, these were people. This was an actual, you know, it happened a few days ago. And uh, they're hundreds of miles away, though. They're hundreds and hundreds of miles you know away. That, that's I not an invasion. Should, honestly, uh, I think you should let me run the country. You run CNN. All right. And if you did it well, your ratings let me would ask, be much if better. I, if I may okay, ask one enough. other question, Mr. President, if I may, if I may uh, ask Peter, one other ahead. question, are you worried? Of, that's enough. That's enough. Mr. President, I, well, that's I was enough. going to ask one of the, the other folks. That's had, enough. Pardon me, ma'am. I'm, I'm, Mr. Excuse President, me. That's enough. Mr. President, I had one other Peter, question, if I may ask, on the Russian investigation. Are you concerned? Okay, that, it goes, it goes on. It's all very Christmas. enjoyable and lively and like a little Christmas gift for people who love the drama of it all. For Jim Acosta especially, he loves to be his own headline. Barry Nussbaum, um, whenever Acosta asks a question, it starts with, I'd like to challenge you, Mr. President. And uh, he just seems more like a commentator, an editorialist, rather than a straight news reporter. I've been watching press conferences, Amy, for 30 years. I've never, ever seen a pool reporter or a representative of one of the major networks correct the president and lecture the president. Exactly. It is outlandishly disrespectful, not only to the office of the president, but to the rest of the press corps, who Republican or Democrat, liberal or conservative, their job is to report on the presidency and to ask questions that illuminate the thoughts of the president not to lecture the president, not to correct the president, and not to make him wrong. Number two, there's great frustration within the press corps, the White House press corps, because he gets the microphone and doesn't put it down, and that means the other reporters from Fox or ABC, NBC, whomever, don't get a turn to ask a question and therefore don't get airtime because Jim Acosta won't put down the microphone. I'm glad they revoked his credential. My opinion is they shouldn't give it back. Let CNN appoint somebody who knows how to behave on the microphone and in public. Nothing wrong with decorum. We just saw President Obama had called for it, too. And he got to be, you know, that night, Jim Acosta, he had his press cred credentials yanked. And then he went on Anderson Cooper's Big Boy Show. And I don't know if Acosta is just trying to try to get his own editorial show or what, but he really does love to become the headline. It's, it's a little frustrating. Um, got so much to get to with you, Barry. You want to talk about the midterms and the blue trickle or blue wave or whatever they were calling it? Yeah, I, I was on yesterday uh, elsewhere, and I um, I called it a blue ripple. Uh, <laughs> Clinton, uh, the um, the sitting party lost uh, about 54 seats. 
uh, under Obama, it was similar numbers. Uh, Trump lost, the Trump's party lost considerably less and actually increased in the Senate. Um, actually, that's unheard of. Uh, the wave, as it was called, didn't happen. And I think largely because the president worked his tail off uh, with enormous crowds in sports arenas from coast to coast and filling stadiums to energize the base and to keep people uh, within the party energized enough to show up on Tuesday. Um, it's interesting to see now, post-election, the split in the party between the uh, we hate Trump, let's do everything we can to attack Trump for the next two years, and get this, Nancy Pelosi is now the voice of moderation as she runs for speaker again, saying, I can work with this president, elect me speaker, we can work together. Wow, what a change in attitude. Let's see if it develops into a working relationship or degrades into let's impeach Trump every month. Because honestly, they'll have the votes in the House to do it. Of course, it'll go nowhere because the Senate uh, does the actual impeachment trial and uh, the indictment comes from the House of Representatives. Um, I think it would be best for the Democrats to follow the lead of the Republicans uh, and learn from that lesson, which is after they impeached Clinton, the Republican numbers went down. People didn't like it. They want cooperation in government. And the Dems this time ought to learn from their brethren from the Clinton years an impeachment would be a disaster before the 2020 elections. Yeah, you wonder. They've already started asking for his tax returns. Democrats are now in charge of the House Ways and Means Committee. Um, and, you know, will they try to pull some stunts like impeaching Kavanaugh? What else are you most worried about the Democrats possibly doing? Well, you know, I, I've been saying for a couple of years that the Democrats need to come up with a party platform that's different from I hate Donald Trump, don't you? <laughs> uh, it doesn't work to be against something. You need to be for something. Uh, they were the opposition party out of power. Now they're the party in power at the side of the legislature that actually produces law and produces policy. They've got to start coming up with something and it can't be we hate Trump. There's a big division in the party. The left side of the party, the Ocasio-Cortez wing, as it were, <laughs> believes that government has an unlimited amount of money to pay for everything, the free stuff of the Bernie Sanders campaign is now trickling down to a number of new members of Congress. And I can see them, quite frankly, Amy, um, coming up with bills every week, like free college for everyone, free medical for everyone, free education and lower, lower uh, um, school for everyone, uh, free transportation, free housing, free jobs. Um, it's gonna go nowhere, the Senate will overrule it, and um, I think the middle class of America will get tired of it because they don't want to be taxed into oblivion. And what these left wingers don't understand is somebody has got to write a check and it's not the government. The government gets that money from you and I. It just shows you how far the Democratic Party has moved to the left. And again, you say Nancy Pelosi being the voice of reason. I, I saw a, a little cartoon, Barry. You might have seen it on social media. It had someone at a cheese and a trap, and it said this is the best explanation of socialism. The mouse doesn't understand yet why the cheese is free. 
<laughs> so that's that. I mean, maybe you need pictures to understand. Um, we're, we're so short on time. We were going to talk about Iran, um, Israel, but I know we want to talk about Iran sanctions kicked in this week. So yeah, what's next? Huge news. Huge news. Um, Trump ran in 2016 on the idea that Obama's uh, capitulation um, and appeasement of Iran had been a disaster, which he was right about. We gave them billions and billions and billions of dollars in exchange for them becoming a member of the world body, uh, renouncing terrorism, giving up nuclear weapons development, giving up ICBM development, giving up exportation of terror. Everything they promised, they lied about. And Obama signed a JCPOA, the Iran nuclear deal in its formal terminology, that did nothing to curtail them. In fact, emboldened them to export revolution all over the world. Hey, Barry, can we? I'm so sorry. We've got to leave it there. We're going to have to have you back just next week to see how that's moving along with Iran. Talk about the Middle East and how the, uh, the midterms are all sorting out. Hey, American Truth Project, Barry, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.